Let's spread a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is the missing one third of the three uh, of the hosts of three films and a podcast who wasn't on the Purple Rain episode. It's Ben Lawhorn, everyone. Hello, I'm so sad that I missed Purple Rain. I wanted to talk about that so badly, but I'm so excited to be here to talk about Spinal Tap. It's gonna be yeah. fun. Yeah, and your other your other hosts kind of suck for bouncing. No, I'm kidding. I love them. I love them. And I get it. They're all busy with their lives and everything. But oh, we're here. Oh. We're here today to talk about the 1984 classic. I'm calling it a classic. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, take out, take away that question mark. It's a classic. Yeah. The 1984 classic rockumentary. This is Spinal Tap. Uh, their their words on rockumentary, not mine. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's clearly a mockumentary about a fake band but anyway uh the screenplay huh funny was written <laughs> by christopher guest michael mckeaton harry shearer and rob reiner music and lyrics by christopher guest michael mckeaton mckeon harry shearer and rob reiner directed by rob reiner and according to imdb spinal tap one of England's, England's loudest bands is chronicled by film director Marty DeBerge. Fuck, I can't remember how he pronounced it. On what proves to be a fateful tour. So I thought I've seen this movie before, and then I mm-hmm. watched it for this, and I realized I haven't seen this movie oh, really? before. And I'm so happy I've finally seen it. Well, I've known about the some of the bits. You know, like yeah. turn it to eleven. Yeah. Um, I think I knew about the Stonehenge bit. But yeah, turn this goes to eleven is like a classic, a like cla- it's an all time classic line that I think anybody knows. You know, that kind of knows movies for sure. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask you because this one was confusing to me when I first saw it because I thought for sure it was a Christopher Guest directed movie. So yes. it's always confusing me like, oh yeah, this is a Rob Reiner movie, but it's like, it's essentially the Christopher Guest, you know, lineup. Show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all that same thing. Um, yeah. I mean, so I was going to ask you like what you saw first uh, between this and like any of his other movies, but it sounds like this wasn't first. No, I've seen best in show first actually. Yeah. Okay. And then I saw, and then we've done on the podcast, um, crap, my brain isn't working right now. Uh, Mighty Wind? <laughs> no, the other the the other one with Corky. Oh, Guffman. Guffman. Waiting for Guffman. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've seen other Christopher Guest films, but I can't remember. But then now there's This is Spinal Tap, which yeah. I laughed so hard <laughs> it's during so this good. movie. Like, the the... I want to say they're in lungs, the plastic lung thing mm, at the concert. The pods, yeah, whatever, yeah. Uh, that joke was amazing. The 18 inches of Stonehenge was a- amazing. Um, I do want to, though, credit, because they do sing Heartbreak Hotel in this movie, hilariously. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it, that is written by May Axton, Tommy Durden, and Elvis Presley. I want to give their credit before, you know, I, all of a sudden I'm canceled, even though I have tens <laughs> yeah, of listeners. Um, yeah. 
so what do you think? What do you think of the movie? Like, is this I, what, like your go-to comfort movie? I I love this movie so much. Um, I think this uh is probably maybe like third in my Christopher Guest. I'm still gonna call it a Christopher Guest movie. Like the first thing I saw was Waiting for Guffman. That's the first thing I was exposed to. I was like, oh, okay. And then it was an immediate double feature with Spinal Tap, the person that showed me both those movies. Like we watched them on the same night. I'm like, holy cow, these are perfect. Like I love these, you know. And then I discovered Best in Show, which is my personal favorite. Like I think that movie is so good. Uh, And in there, you know, Fred Willard just kind of runs the show just, you know, for the whatever 20 minutes in it. But he does it again here. Like his little, you know, cameos, like the army sergeant, whatever. Like, oh my God. His stuff Where he's like, they'll, they'll start thinking because of my hair is a little long. Ha ha, just kidding. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, oh, I might be up there on stage with you guys, you know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So good. It's always hard to find out, like, what actually is scripted and what isn't in a Christopher yeah. Guest penned movie because like i felt like i felt like fran drescher's stuff was scripted mm-hmm. it fe- that felt a little more stru- or heavily structured For than sure. than like fred willard you know yeah yeah i kind of felt that way i think that's that's the stuff that felt like the rob reiner touch where it's just like i need some stuff that's a little bit more scripted but when mm-hmm. you go back like i promise we don't talk about his other movies all the time but Guffman and Best in Show seems very much like this is where we're going to start the scene and this is where we need to end up. So however we get there, let's get there. You know, they feel like those scripts were 15 pages long. It's like, here's what we're trying to do. So just make sure you end up here. Um, but this one definitely felt like it had some more scripted stuff. Um, Fran Drescher was so cool to see here. I forgot that she was in this. Um, a lot of good cameos like Billy Crystal showing up. Like Billy, Cr- why mimes? Why on. why the mimes as servers? <laughs> like what's happening? Oh, I love that. So just that line, the mime is money is like it's a little early on, but that would definitely make my sharp for sure. Like I love that line <laughs> so much. I'm like, yeah, it's simple, but it's hilarious. You know, it's it's Billy Crystal. So some I, some good cameos here. I didn't really write anything down because I was just enjoying this movie. Like the, one of the few things I wrote down is two minutes in. And I think this is my new favorite movie. Like yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Like as I myself um, have in the past played drums in bands. And so their whole drummer situation, like how they just keep running through them. is just one of my favorite things <laughs> and things that people have, like have talked to me about when they find out a drum, like, Oh, have you seen spinal tap? Like, yeah. And that stuff is it is it's hilarious like oh he just like combusted like that happens to people sometimes you know <laughs> like, or though like oh he died choking on vomit like but it wasn't his wasn't vomit, his vomit. <laughs> someone else's but you can't dust for vomit like just that's the kind of stuff where you're just watching like oh my god you guys are just coming up with this right now like i i love this so much i think it's and, so funny and then all of a sudden when they go to tokyo they have a different drummer yeah exactly yeah they just like keep rotating through them but i Man, so many of like the the interviews also the, those a lot of those felt kind of like off the cuff, which I think was was great. Um, the whole goes to eleven thing, it just felt like Rob and um, Christopher Guest just kind of walking around, just like oh, don't even point at it, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Like there were so many. Oh, point of the guitar! Moments. Oh my god! Yeah. 
yeah i mean yeah like the cameos we can have like ed begley jr is our first drummer in the like their first flashback to give me the money like it was so cool to see him in there it's like oh they brought him in for like literally five seconds of this movie (laughs) but he's just great in it and yeah it just like kind of set off the whole drummer thing oh and i wrote down uh that that one i was like making fun of the beatles amazing like oh yeah that one the other one that they do i can't remember uh listen to the flower people yeah also just so good and just like the set so it's like oh you know exactly when this is supposed to be taking place and they they nailed it so these movies are they're so fun um i mean i think again like those three are the the tops for me when it comes to christopher guest stuff but um yeah i don't know i had a really good time with this movie it's fun i think it's been at least like five years since i watched it so it was cool to to go back and check it out because like you remember some stuff but so to see it again like like you said the whole pod thing is hilarious and him like trying to get out the entire time but then just the way they wrap up that scene too and he can't get back in in time he's just like stuck with his arm in there it's like they just run back to the joke one more time and it still works like it's still (laughs) hilarious i also really appreciate it because i looked up apparently not apparently really uh michael mckeon um christopher guest and is it Harry Shearer? Is he probably the... I think like the main three guys? Yeah, they actually do play instruments. So yeah, they weren't faking any. Like, I mean, they probably were a little bit here and there, but like, they know how to hold the guitar properly and yeah, exactly. Finger the frets and everything like that. Uh, I wouldn't also be surprised if the keyboardist, whoever that was, I can't remember his name, also knew how to play because there are some moments where I was just like, or at least he was choreographed to play it right yeah yeah right. oh my god <laughs> it was so good and like they've they've like i know done like charity performances of the band so i think they can like legit play their stuff um yes. but it's funny because i was you know in in prep for this i wanted to listen back to one of your old episodes so i threw on josie and the pussycats and tara reed behind the drum set is the opposite of these guys <laughs> like <laughs> she does not know how to play the drums at all she did no. not care at all and i loved it you know it's like yeah she doesn't need to but like it was it was so uh i don't know i thought it was really funny seeing tara reed in that but these guys all like legit know their instruments and it just adds a sense of like sincerity because i mean we might talk about it but i mean there have been musicians that have watched this and didn't realize it was like a mockumentary like i know ozzy osbourne didn't realize that he just thought it was he didn't laugh once he thought it was all sincere and it was like that speaks i think to how well a they play their instruments and you know to like really nailed the whole industry here well because like even um it's been known i work in theater so even like the the stonehenge moment mm-hmm. like like that's a whole episode of um the uh there's this show called the goes wrong show where it's like mm. It they, it's this troop of comedians putting on a show within their world and everything and like everything goes wrong yeah and so like in one episode there um the the con, uh the carpenters read the plans wrong so they rotated things 90 degrees oh, instead no. of seeing thinking that 90 degrees meaning like temperature yeah so like shit like that is real and you have to also be careful knowing what is feet and what is <laughs> yes exactly it's like yeah i mean that lady was not in the wrong like she got handed something that said 18 inches like i made what i was given you know that's on you guys so that scene was it was hilarious and then to see it on stage with them was with, just with so the, much better. with those actors playing leprechauns too dancing yeah. around. it's just like this is 
And what one of the, we, does one it, of them get caught in the wires or something? I think so. Yeah. And then yeah, afterwards, like, what if we just change the choreography so that they don't like step on it? Like, <laughs> what if we just don't address the issue? Uh, the the other thing too about this movie i'm finding watching older movies i'm gonna just call a spade a spade is like especially especially comedy movies where they don't um they don't age well but this one like is fine i feel like i feel like the same like you laugh at the same moments as you in 1984 as you do now like it's all for those of the people who knew it was a comedy, I should say. Yeah, like, exactly. It is so funny. Like, and, and like, I can see how people f- perceive it to be a documentary because they're showing you all things that go wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, but like, it, Mar- Michael McKean, like, come on, you know, he's yeah I mean, wig those, and those wigs alone are something else but yeah it, it was giving me it reminded me a lot of or i guess maybe the other way around but when i first watched pop star never stop never stopping it made me think of spinal tap a lot because like i feel like they're really kind of tapped into what the pop industry is like and touring and all that kind of stuff and just how fabricated it is like when they run into their old band member, I think like, Oh man, so great to see you. Like, where are you playing tonight? All that kind of stuff. And then he walks oh off God. like as a wanker, <laughs> like just like, they just, they cannot stand them. You know, like, yeah, that kind of feels like that's what it's like, you know, in the industry, it's just like polite to your face. But then once they're gone, it's like, no, whatever. Okay. Somebody who's seen this movie a couple of times, I have some questions, some detailing questions. Okay. In one of the parties that Fran Drescher is throwing, <laughs> Christopher Guest and Michael McKeon have like sores at their mouths. What? Yeah. Did did I miss something? I I rewound that scene to be like, did I miss something? I I don't know what it is because I thought the same thing. I was as I was watching it here, and it's like I think it's just kind of a implied, you know, obviously like they got herpes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, I was like, it's almost funnier that they don't say how they got it. That they just like show up to a party and they have it. It's like. It's pretty funny that they just like, yeah, we just have this here. So this is what's going on. But yeah, I noticed that this time too. Like, man, they, I don't think they, we really know why they have that. And I'm, and I also missed like why uh, Christopher Guest hates uh, Michael McKeon's wife, girlfriend. I mean, that's another joke I love is that we never know. <laughs> like partner girlfriend. They're just like, no, 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 it's not that. Not my wife. You know, it's, but I don't think we ever actually hear what she is to him what their connection is but yeah that relationship be- between them as well that kind of definitely speaking of the beatles felt like a real like yoko, yoko. thing they were kind of trying to throw in there you know like she's breaking up the band or whatever yeah because I, I was reading also that like they weren't specifically parodying a band or a thing but like a generalization of yes you know, care like obviously they needed to break up that had yeah. to happen because that. Yeah, what else are you going to do in a documentary style? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> they have the tour manager that's losing his goddamn mind. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he, his stuff is so hilarious. I love like the debate that you know they have with the girlfriend partner, just all that kind of breaking up and. Yeah, it's just like it brings in all this conflict, and while it wasn't necessarily anything specific, it is not. Maybe it's the tropes. I don't know, but it's like it's the storytelling of a band's documentary. It's like 
rose to fame kind of fell out we broke up we're coming back like all that kind of stuff was all in here but there were some direct parodies that i really liked and as a person who started playing the drums because of john bonham i really loved the led zeppelin nod here where he actually plays like the violin on the guitar rather than just like because jimmy page used to use a violin bow to play the guitar but in this one they just use like an actual violin to play it's like i just love that they're willing to like make fun of this kind of stuff i think it's it's hilarious i just love at one point harry sheer sheer i don't know how to pronounce that <laughs> um he had right am i, am I thinking of right. yes harry Shearer, who plays Derek, has like a double base <laughs> yeah and i'm just sitting there like how why <laughs> just sit back and enjoy the ride john that's just like yeah <laughs> just love it like i don't even know if that's an actual thing or what the what it would do but, but yeah i so know good. i've seen guitars yeah but i'm not yeah. sure i've seen ba- and apparently in one song all of them play bass guitar and you're like what <laughs> yeah and it's just that, that again like it's kind of like the herpes stuff where it's like it's just not addressed it's like we're just going to show you and we're going to move on so it's something that you've really just got to pay attention to to catch some of this stuff i just love that they're also not so subtle with their music with their lyrics oh yeah that's the opposite of the subtle like that's yeah <laughs> when we talk about the songs i mean some of these are just all-time classics <laughs> lick my love pump come on <laughs> yeah but is that that's the one where he's like playing classical music and he's uh mozart and bach mock <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah playing it nice and slow but like yeah big bottom which you know obviously kind of felt like the a queen reference but uh that's probably like my, my favorite song off the whole thing but yeah some of these are just like so very straightforward they are so really gr- it's really great music it really is yeah like, Oh, they the- they took some time because I I also saw that um, Rob Reiner and the guys came mm-hmm. came up with like a ten minute like teaser if you will where okay. they're just trying to figure it out and create the band and show how they can do the improv of it all um, before they made the the movie yeah and so like I I. I think, well, I think that's why it's set in 1982 because, like, that's when they first made that little short. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but also, like, it was, I, it was a good exercise for the group to like figure out their characters, figure out the dynamics, because, like, they really, the one fight that they have really is about um, the 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 girlfriend wife thing yeah like yeah, that's they, really like the main conflict of the whole movie right like like they don't seem to have egos like you know they do have egos but they don't seem to have like conflicting egos like i'm the lead singer of the band and i write the music and no. my words are more like and when um christopher guest storms off the stage it's because of a I'm sorry, but like I also feel like oh, that helped yeah. the song with the with the uh wireless the transmitter um, with the army yeah. base. Yeah. Oh uh, that was played so well. And oh. that's you know, that's coming off the end of like the whole girlfriend like confrontation and all that kind of stuff. And it feels like the first half of the movie, their you know, issue is that they are has-beens, you know, so they're trying to deal with that. We're just like, oh, 
no one's no one wants to see us or they're dropping our shows or whatever like one of my favorite like lines that i caught this time that didn't before is when the show in boston got canceled their tour manager's like yeah apparently it's not a big college town (laughs) it's like that's really kind of funny because i mean i feel like they have like some of the most famous colleges of all time in boston but it's just like a great like little like oh yeah not a big college town so they canceled the show i was like that's Uh... that's a good line then we just move on like we don't address it at all but yeah uh, we listen to them on the radio and they're excited to hear themselves um which side note one of my favorite things about it is i guess like all the radio announcers and stuff is just the cast with their like american American. (laughs) which is so good like that one i think is harry Shearer. that first time they hear it you know and they're all they're stoked to hear themselves and at the end it's like and now they're on the where like where are they now train or something oh yes oh my goodness the vibe totally changes in that room so like that kind of feels like that's the issue at the beginning that they're addressing as a group but then yeah the the girlfriend comes in and just takes a whole nother turn I mean, the girlfriend at first set like she had a pretty sound plan. It felt yeah. like, and yeah. then all of a sudden she gets into the astrological signs, and you're like, "Groupie, you, yeah, this is the yeah. groupie trope." Yeah, then you start like kind of seeing what Christopher Guest was talking about. Like, okay, yeah, he was right. This might be a little too much, you know. Maybe this isn't the right person. I think also the sweater moment on the bus when <laughs> Michael McKee is in that rocket ship sweater and he's like i want to go hang out (laughs) it's oh man (laughs) honestly like this feels like just one of those movies like i mean you recently were on our pod and we have a segment where we call it the elevator pitch where we would show someone something to sell them and this really feels like i don't know pick two minutes out of this movie and show like any two minutes and it's going to be hilarious and hopefully make people want to watch it like it's it's yeah so good i feel like for the elevator pitch of this movie you should pick one of the performances oh yeah so this way you can be like okay it's a rock documentary mockumentary Mm -hmm. shit goes wrong on stage like just because you get the humor and then maybe be like this is this isn't real yeah (laughs) and i think yeah people that don't know i mean that that was also i think in the trivia that rob reiner you know people would come up to him like oh it's great you just should have picked a more famous band (laughs) this isn't a real band you guys like we made this all up but that speaks to just how like genuine and sincere this this film is and yeah the music is great like i loved hearing the you know tonight i'm gonna rock you tonight because as that's playing uh, i just had like flashbacks like oh guitar hero i totally forgot this is on guitar hero like that's amazing that they got a spinal tap song on that game are you serious yeah yeah oh my on, god yeah i think it was on like maybe the 80s one or something like that but they had that song on that's guitar amazing. hero like that's where i heard this so it, yeah so good <laughs> like it, it is great music like yes it's also a joke and a parody yeah. but like it they i mean it felt like they were taking everything very seriously, even though it's not a serious mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. It felt like early, maybe like Tenacious D or, you know, to an, another extent, like Bo Burnham, where it's like the the music is really, really good. But then it's like, let's just kind of like have fun with the lyrics. Like, let's make something great mm-hmm. here. But then like, let's just be funny with the lyrics. So it's like, oh, this is not where I was expecting this to go. Like, I assumed the music would be funny, too. It's like, no, we're playing it all sincere. But what you're listening to us say is just going to be absolutely ridiculous. And that's what they did. And then even like in their interview moments with Rob Reiner, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, 
it's like this is where I feel like it's the Christopher Guestness of it all, where it's yeah subtle humor or like you have to really listen to the stories because there's always mm-hmm. something like a little off about it. <laughs> one of my fa- obviously, like I mentioned, like the drummer thing is probably my favorite one, but the one I think you can watch, which I I wonder if it was from like the demo, you know, they were trying to make to sell it because it just feels like the most like off the cuff stuff is when they're talking about when they first started and they were a band called the originals. He's like, but then there was another band in town called the Originals. Oh yeah. So we changed our name to the new originals. And then they went back to the regular, like just like hearing them, but it's like, you're watching the wheels turn and all their heads as they're coming up with this story. It's like, it's so it's hilarious, you know? And, it's then, like, uh, and then even with the drummers stuff too, where they're like, Oh, he died. How did he die? Yeah, uh, he he vomited it, but it wasn't his vomit. But blah, blah, blah. It's like <laughs> it's all the yes and. It's like yeah, let's keep this going. Like what are we gonna do next? You know, and that's that was my favorite part. I think of when I first discovered Waiting for Guffman. I was like, oh, you can do this with a movie. Like you can just like start rolling the camera and let people like I think about you know all the Parker Posey sitting on the car at the Dairy Queen. It's like there's no way any of that was scripted. Like she was just coming up with everything, and it was hilarious and it was perfect. You know and uh. what I love about Christopher Guest films and yes I am including this one is like obviously they improv for the scene and then mm-hmm. they backtrack and add the photos in later oh yeah it's that's it's hilarious I feel like someone as they're going back to edit or you know someone's on set like okay they said this stuff we got to figure out how we're going to make this you know <laughs> or in the edit room like all right now we're, we have to go back to the to 60s to kind of come up with this stuff but yeah those photos all that kind of stuff just ties it all together and just makes it so real like the the uh the photos uh, the pictures of them as kids hanging out and everything like <laughs> yeah. that wasn't that wasn't planned no, probably no. yeah like they had no to way. come up with that on the spot um it's just, it's just so good yeah. uh and it's like only an hour and 20 minutes i feel like it's uh i i didn't write this as a flat because i don't think it's that bad like the runtime, but yeah. I feel like we could have added more and it would still be funny. It that's it's such a rare way to feel about a movie. Like we often, you know, over three films will say, like, we could have lost 15 could minutes. Have cut, cut, cut this scene and call it good. Yeah. I wanted more because exactly. I was laughing so hard. And like I don't need backstory or anything, just like maybe another performance where something goes wrong and then like another moment on the tour. <laughs> I feel like we see some of it too that got, you know, cutting room floor during the credits, which was also great. Yes. Like that stuff that they talk about. And it's like, I don't know, maybe I could have like worked at a haberdashery and be like, oh, nope, we don't have that. We have the black one. You know, it's just, and you just tell, like, it's not like it is, it's hilarious because it's Christopher Guest and all these guys. But in and of itself, it's just like, I don't know where this fits in the movie. So it was perfect to be, you know, over the credits, but it's still some of the funniest stuff. And it was just like, oh, let's just throw this during the credits and as a little, little extra for everybody. And like, it's also, well, I guess it's not so rare. I'm looking up uh, Rob Reiner's filmography. He's He has 83 acting credits to his name. Oh, but yeah. I know him more as a director. Without a doubt. Yeah. I feel so, like. Yeah, when it comes to acting, it's like all in the family. But other than that, I just think of him as a director for sure. Right. So it it was nice to see him play with them and like um, 
like I feel like also his like maybe his lines were written down, but then their responses were Yeah. <laughs> and this is also like when you think about um you know director's first movies, like this is his first feature film. And this is a great way to kick it off. As a director, it's his first feature film. He did two TV movies before this, but that's it. And I was like, this has got to be included in that list of like, you know, we talked about it a lot, you know, just with people who enjoy movies, but it's like, yeah, Jordan Peele with Get Out or, you know, like all these other movies, but like this one deserves to be up there because this is a fantastic entry into directing. Um, And like you said, it's only 82 minutes, but I could have easily gone for like 95, like give me some more because I I really just want to see these guys riffing. Just give me like, just like another 10 minutes. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. want like a. T- I think two hours would be too long for this movie. But yeah, like somewhere between an hour and a half, hour forty-five, perfect. And that that kind of felt that way. I don't know if you ever watched um the Netflix show they did uh mascots. That was Christopher Guest. I've seen some of them. Yeah, yeah. That, that to me is kind of what you're talking about. Where it's like I th- really think this works best in an hour to hour and a half setting. Like one, you know, I don't know that we need a ton of like. You know, I don't know. I, it just, it, it was, that one didn't work for me. And I don't know because if it was later or whatever and adding in people that didn't feel like part of the core cast, like they were trying to do too much, but I just really enjoy the Michael McKean and Harry Shearer, like let the three of them with Christopher Guest run. But um, yeah, I don't know. Well, Ben, I have some breaking news that I just looked up on IMDb. In 2024, there's going to be a Spinal Tap 2. Oh, really? Rob Reiner is directing it with Christopher Guest, Michael McKeon, and Harry Shearer. And okay. the little blurb on IMDb says, on the 40th anniversary of the original, the sequel to the legendary rock mockumentary that put the film company on a run of success. That is hey. what's happening. I am so excited. Yeah. Rob Reiner is directing it again, and he's also starring in it as Marty. <laughs> That's so good. I can't wait. I hope. Oh, maybe, maybe. Because, like, I, I think I read that for uh, Waiting for Guffman, Christopher Guest filmed like 60 hours of oh, wow. film or yeah. some ridiculous number that he whittled it down to another hour and 20 minute movie. I So I hope that maybe they saved some of the deleted stuff to throw in to this. That'd movie. be so cool. Mm, yeah. I'm so excited for a sequel. Oh, I can't wait. Normally, you know, I don't necessarily want them to go back to the well, but something like this, I'm like, yeah, get them back together. Let's, yeah, let's hang out with them for another hour and 22 well, minutes. Like you said, they did do a concert, right? Like the Yeah, actors... they performed a few times. Yeah, they've done performances. Um, so, yeah, I, like I know they can, they've still been doing it. So, yeah, it'll be great to see them again. I don't know. I am so excited. I don't want to like speculate because I don't know what's going to happen. But I ah uh, ah uh, I'm now I'm so giddy. <laughs> I, I will be back. We will we'll cover Spinal Tap too. So and maybe yeah. it'll be all three of you this time. Yeah yeah we'll lock him in. You guys don't have plans in two years. Let's lock <laughs> him in right now. Spinal Tap too. <laughs> Throw us down. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll fly out to Utah as well. <laughs> Let's make so it. Happen. We're all in the same time zone, and we can figure <laughs> it out. Oh man. Um I don't what else what else like what else do you want to talk about really? Like I got I we blasted through all I wrote down basically. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. Like this is like 
again. Oh, there is one thing I do want to talk about. Yeah. Saucy Jack, the Jack the Ripper musical that they're going to write. Yes, yes. I was like, I would I would pay money to see this. It'll be bad, but I will see mm-hmm. it. And again, like that kind of gave me the Guffman vibes of when he's talking about the, the plays he directed that failed, like backdraft the musical, which <laughs> remains like one of my favorite ideas ever. <laughs> Someone would direct a backdraft musical, but this kind of fell in line with that. Oh, wait, this ties together another episode i did did you ever watch the tv show psych um not regularly like i've seen a handful of episodes so they did a musical episode later in its series run Mm -hmm. and in it they uh this company is performing a jack the ripper musical oh really oh man (laughs) that is awesome so like i feel like spinal tap has influenced things more so than people know or give credit to yeah because like because like turn it to 11 is in the pop culture like Mm -hmm. that that is everything you know like turn the volume up to 11 turn the party up to 11 everything Mm -hmm. um and now with the jack the ripper musical (laughs) the influence is out there yeah i Man, that goes to 11 scene. It's just got to be an all-time classic. Like, the look of befuddlement on Christopher Guest's face when he's like, why don't I just make 10 louder? It's like, but this goes to 11. <laughs> you know, like, not comprehend. You, like, why wouldn't you just, yeah. Like, that's that's a moment where it's like, did you have a brain fart? And that's all you could think of as, as a oh, response? Man. Probably. But, yeah. like, it's history now. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, have you have you seen the pop star the, I haven't seen the Pop Star Never one. Stop, Never okay. Stops, Never Stopping, or whatever never it's called. Stop, Never Stopping. Yeah, that one is. I, I love that movie. Um, I think it's hilarious. You know, if you're into the Lonely Island, Hot Rod, all that kind of stuff. But they do a great job, like interviewing like the guitar tech who's played by Bill Hader, who is just like out of his mind. You know, like he's hilarious throughout it all. And I just feel like we wouldn't have you know, pop star without a film like Spinal Tap, like the influence that it's had. Um, it, it, I think you can just see it in everything. And I, I mean, that's like a 30 plus year gap between those. There's been plenty in between, but this is what my simple brain is like. Oh, I love pop star. I love Spinal Tap. These are I, very similar. So I also don't think we won't, we wouldn't have, or maybe it wouldn't be as great of a success for that thing you do. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's not documentary style, but it's got similar vibes, similar things happening. For sure. And yeah, it's just, it's very fascinating. Like this, this genre of like the rock mm-hmm. documentary style is very interesting. And I don't know if this is the first one uh, or, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Yeah, I'm not one. sure. I'm trying to think like, I really enjoy like a documentary is probably my favorite like kind of genre i love you know reading biographies i love docs um and one of the first ones i ever got was the led zeppelin one i'm trying to read the name from over here i have it on my bookshelf but also like the who the kids are all right and it was very cool to see the similarities here again like we talked about the tropes are there where it's just like let's show the who when they were like you know doing the mod stuff you know back in the day of just like 
little synchronized moves and then now you know you have pete townsend just like smashing guitars and keith moon like doing horse tranquilizers and stuff and that's like essentially kind of what spinal tap was you know doing the whole time so and it's, yeah and it's funny when harry shearer at one point is just like nobody wants to see rockers in their 40s and i was like uh-oh rolling stones <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding yeah oh man it's such a such a good group like i I don't know who's listening to this that may not have seen it, but I, I, you have to check it out. Like, I think they do such a good job telling this story and just making it seem so believable and real. And like, you know, I, I bought this movie on prime. Cause I was just like, you know what? I could rent it, but like, I'm probably going to want to rewatch it. And yeah. I knew that prior to watch, watching it. Cause like, right. it's, it's such a, it's such a great movie. The comedy, like, like I said, the comedy, which which comedy can go very sour very fast. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that they're just improving is amazing. Yeah. Um, I yeah. love the um I love when they get the new album cover because theirs was like censored. You know, <laughs> and it, it's just a literal black on both sides album. But again, like it's just one of the funny lines of Christopher Guest, you know, it's just like how much more black could this be? The answer is none, none more black. You know, it's just like, it, it's just it, the delivery that he does. And just, I, I don't know. I just, uh, that's I'm also so, so that's so sad, but in a funny way. Cause you're just like, Oh, this is your album. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. And there's like, Oh, so no, no writing on it or anything like, Nope, just yeah. all black. <laughs> like, okay, well, is gonna do numbers which i guess i don't know if they're were playing off of earlier when fran drescher talks about you know the white album what was it yeah white. that's yeah. it <laughs> that's all yeah she was great i oh i i wonder if she'll come back for her smile tattoo oh god i hope so i i was i was you know because like i know that she was in like she made her film debut in saturday night fever so okay. now i kind of want to go through pre the nanny Fran yes. Drescher see if I can find other movies of hers because like she's amazing and she's a goddamn treasure like oh yeah like Without a doubt. and like and hearing her natural voice is very oh uh, it's very interesting you know because we're so used to her nasal the nanny, the nanny voice yeah who knew we'd be talking so much about her? She's, we are, yeah. She's like in five minutes of the movie, probably total. But I think she has such an impact. I think she carries her weight against these guys so well. You know, yes. like she's got to. She's got to hold her own against all of them, and she does. Also, she's like one of two women in this movie that have lines. Because I don't think yeah. the 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 uh, girls that the other bandmates have friends quote unquote yeah. i don't think they have really have any lines besides like "ooh, yeah or whatever nothing significant yeah not yeah. at all and nothing, like yeah the back of the bus like oh like i'm her first mustache and she's just like no just stop but it's like that's that's it like that's that, not a line, yeah but that's yeah there is no jane lynch there is no uh Ugh. parker posey could you imagine if parker posey played one of the groupies hopefully okay i know we said we weren't going to speculate but spinal tap 2 put it out there yeah give us all of those people like whatever people they added after spinal tap you know from guffman and best in show like i, I want to bring them bring them all back because i love when they're all together yeah uh, eugene levy 
I don't Ooh, care oh what God. role he plays. He could be a drummer for all I care. Yeah, like, let it be. Yeah, give him that five second cameo from Ed Begley, you know. But yeah, give me Catherine O'Hara, Jennifer Coolidge, like bring them all back. Oh my like, I would God. Love to see them all show up there. And Bob Bell man, did a great job too, you know, in all those movies. So it's, yeah, it's interesting to see how their, their group grew, you know, over time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I don't think they were ever like a acting troupe, like doing live performances. I think they're just friends. Well, think, no. Yeah. Well, no. Eugene and Catherine did, they Second were on City. SCT or Second City, right? Yeah. 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 And but, like, and like yeah. they've done, I think Fred Willard was also on something too. But okay, like, yeah. um, and wasn't Christopher Guest part of uh, Monty Python? No, no. Who am I? Thinking uh, of? Oh, I don't think so. I'm trying to remember though, because I'm, I'm I'm curious how what his tie-in is here, because he is kind of the nucleus. It seems like you know between all of these things, we we refer to them as Christopher Guest movies, not Harry Shearer movies for a reason. You know, he's he's kind of the main person, but. Um, right yeah it's it's also so weird because i'm used to seeing him as um like i i I have like quirky blazed into my brain so he has in that one shorter hair and facial hair so i'm i was used to that image but seeing him with a little butt chin i was like that's adorable <laughs> so cute yeah doesn't have the the backwards clothes like crisscross but he still looks still looks adorable so I'm oh okay. yeah he was on that one weird year of saturday night live where they got rid of like lauren michaels and they brought in all that new cast i think that's must have been like with billy crystal and that with, w- connected with all of them well he it says that he was part of the pilot too episode oh no oh. sorry saturday night live with howard cosell oh i have no idea what that is i have no idea what that is either but yeah so oh yes i see what you mean with saturday night live yeah, yeah. Did like 19 episodes so i think it was just that one weird that year. one awkward year that they never show yeah exactly we do not show anything from this at all um but yeah so he was on there but it's funny if you like scroll up through his imdb like so many of these are nigel tufnell like his character from this like mtv rock the news you know all that kind the of head stuff. the headbangers ball there's a there's uh yeah. spinal tap breaking like the wind oh my god what is that i need to find it yeah, uh that back from the dead in 2009 they did one called the final tour in 98 which was a short yeah, I mean, super fun fact, uh, married to Jamie Lee Curtis. So I always oh. forget that they're together, but that's like got to be a pretty funny household, I would imagine, the two of them. Oh, my God. Yeah, Especially- married in 84. They're still together. That's amazing for a Hollywood marriage. I love it. No, this movie came out and he got married to Jamie Lee Curtis in the same year. Great. Yeah, Great job, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> capitalize on that fame. If you can marry Jamie Lee Curtis, then do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh ben is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat uh i mean nothing specific i'm sure we just keep rambling on but yeah about how much we love this movie yeah yeah without a doubt <laughs> all right so let's get into sharp and flat shall we sharp flat. so in this section we're going to highlight some moments whether or not we talk about we talked about it if we like it it's sharp and if we didn't like it or thought it could change it's flat uh Ben, want to go first with your sharps? 
Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of mine, I don't know how, you know, original or creative they are, but I mean, again, we, we kicked it off with the 11, like that's just gotta be one of the best things that this has ever created. Uh, you know, that'll be the, its lasting legacy, I'm sure. But all of uh, the, the sharp for me overall that I took from this time watching it is the stuff like that we see, but they never address again, like, you know, like the, the herpes on their mouth or oh the stuff that's like, oh, Boston's not a real college town. And then like, moving on, you know, just all that kind of stuff. I just love how fast, you know, how much the jokes keep flowing because it feels like something these days that they would like really drive home. Like, hey, did you guys pick up on this? Did you hear this? But it felt like this one was just like, no, we're just going to give you the joke and keep going. So, um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we said it and forget it. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Next joke. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's pretty, you know, a basic sharp, but I just, I really loved this comedy styling and I think it worked perfect. Oh, don't worry. I went more basic. I just said the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, I, I could have written down the moments, but we would be here for another 25 minutes of me listing all of them and laughing, thinking about <laughs> all the moments. So I'm just going to say the whole movie because uh, yeah. it's fantastic. Everyone needs to watch it. And I don't have any flats, which is a very rare occurrence. I mean, I could flat myself for not seeing this sooner, but like, that's boring. <laughs> We've done, I've done that so many times. Let's, like I said, the one gripe I have is like it could be longer, but I don't really think that's flat worthy. I think that's just me wanting more, yeah, and wanting to laugh more with them and at them. So, I'm, did you I'm have any flats? You, I mean, we we kind of hit on it, but it's it's hard because it's like a a sign of the times and everything. But the there's a lot of just white dudes in here. And oh, yeah. yeah, we got like two women that got to say lines. So. Uh, obviously like a little more representation would have been great um but again it's also like the story they were telling the time frame and what they were doing so like i you know to an extent i i understand that that's you know what the story was but i feel like there may have been some places for it but um you know that's just a general i think that can be applied to a lot of stuff you know over over all of time that could definitely be applied so uh again it's a pretty broad stroke but i'm i'm with you it's just like I, I would just sit here and we could do a table read for 82 minutes. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I this whole movie because I think it's all sharp. So well, I buckle, it, but... buckle up, everyone. We're about to do a table read. <laughs> Welcoming <laughs> Ben's other host. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Get that GoFundMe started so we can come out to me. We'll get the table read going. <laughs> uh, would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? Meaning like, you know, you're not watching the movie, you're doing dishes or like you're on a road trip or something. Would you add any song from here on there i love big bottom so much i think it's such a funny song um and it definitely you know applies to my taste so i think it's a it's a hilarious song um and then you know tonight i'm gonna rock you tonight those might be the two that i would i would listen to outside of you know this movie i'll agree with you with those i'm gonna also add give me some money because they sing it twice in the movie i want to say do they yeah because they do the they do it in the um as like the Beatles, you know. Yeah, yeah, like pure rock flashback. And now and, and then I think they do it as the mm, are they metal or are they just a hair band? An 80s rock hair band. Yeah, probably more well, I mean, who knows? Like are they Judas Priest or are they Iron Maiden? Like I don't I don't really know exactly. It's just 
so yeah, they yeah. they do an updated version i should say where they're uh, doing yeah. playing with a new sound and then i think i would also add stonehenge the song was great prior yeah, to is. the gag yeah that's the thing like these songs are all legit like they are all good songs and I, I, yeah i love them like i wonder if they just listened to bands that they wanted to emulate instead yeah. of seeking advice from the band members they're just like let's put on rush let's put on this let's put on that and mm-hmm. emulate their sound and that's what they did yeah i think you yeah super smart and, and the fact that they're actors you know primarily that's how we know them and they they wrote these songs is great because i think about something like scott pilgrim and like beck got hired to write a lot of those songs and that's why a lot of those songs are fantastic you know and i think he was able to kind of emulate and come up with certain styles but to me it's just so much more impressive that these guys are first and foremost actors and improv actors but they like came up with all these songs and like like, they wrote everything yeah it's it's not like one group wrote the the outline slash script and then another one wrote the mute the songs they all had a hand in everything even rob reiner had a hand in writing the music and i don't think he's a musician by any means (laughs) no i would not put i would not qualify him as a musician maybe he just helped with the lyrics i don't know um but on that note, Ben, we are done. I think we're done with the episode. We, um, yeah. Is there anything you would like to plug and or promote? I hope um, there is. Yeah, I say, like, just like Spinal Tap, we kept it nice and tight, you know? We're just like, probably nice. could go for another 15, but, you know, we, we got a perfect right where we're at here. So let's not, Sweet let's spot not push moment. it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to find me anywhere, all my handles on social media are at Benny Burrito. Um, but I am part of two podcasts. Uh, the first one is three films in a podcast, uh, which my co-host came on, like I said, for uh, Purple Rain. So you can find us everywhere at three films pod. The other one is called 24 minutes of a 24, where we cover all the a 24 movies. <gasps> Hopefully, That's you. Okay. Yeah. I follow you on Instagram and I was That's just like, me. I love this. That <laughs> you're, you're doing 24 minutes of an a 24 movie. Yes. Uh, I think we've I think we've hit 24 like twice, you know, and we're, you know, uh, how, I don't know how many episodes in we are, but uh, it's super fun. We're just going through all their um, movies and TV shows like we covered Euphoria and stuff like that. And then we're just like trying to cover their new releases. So, uh, yeah, we're everywhere um, at 24 minutes of 824. So, yeah, come watch us or listen to us, whatever. We if you need a guess for that one. Uh, hey, yeah, uh, I'm ready. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, when like are you on albums? Cause you said you're a drummer with bands. Like, oh, do you have albums uh, out? No, not nearly as good. Like we, I was uh, mainly in a misfits tribute band where we would also throw in some eighties hair metal. So nice. <laughs> um, yeah, we were just like, just doing it for fun. You know what I mean? Just kind of a hobby and super busy around Halloween. And then like, we just play every other month or whatever, but um, yeah, no, nothing official, but if you like the misfits, I guess maybe you like some of that stuff. <laughs> uh and if you want to i don't know talk more about spinal tap 2 you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com i'm also on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at buttersongpod tell me your story with spinal tap you know what was your first viewing apparently mine was today uh, as of this recording (laughs) uh and if you want to be part of the next episode's conversation we're going to be talking about the phantom toll booth oh I haven't seen that one yet. We're going to have some fun. I love it. Ben, thank you so much for finally coming on. I'm sorry that 
<laughs> that I'm, glad, I'm just glad to make it like i said i was sorry to miss purple rain yeah um, you know pencil me in for spinal tap too but maybe hopefully we can get on before 2024 we'll be back you know oh yeah we'll we'll make sure to get your band together to come Let's on see it. what they did there <laughs> i love it, I love it. <laughs> we'll get we'll get all the guys together we'll do something on my podcast which maybe pop star i don't know no Ooh. one has done it hasn't done it uh i, mean, just I would saying. love to talk about that movie uh, but thank you everyone for listening and have a rockin' day! Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast.